Today on Talk About That, I learned that I am not in fact a superhero and finally joined the COVID club. Meanwhile, John is disappointed when people on his favorite shows don't actually like each other in real life. Plus a conversation about humility, confidence, and whether we can really learn from other people's mistakes. Today's episode is not sponsored by IKEA. Our instructions are self-explanatory. Hello, folks. My name is Derek Greer, and I'm reaching out to fellow pastors and church leaders just like you to join me and other Christian leaders and organizations throughout the nation as we come together on June 8th and 9th for National Unity Weekend. Together, we will show the love of Jesus as we serve our communities on Saturday, June 8th, and then preach from a shared text on Sunday, June 9th. To register, go to unityweekend.com. That's unityweekend.com to join us as we unite the church and unite the nation. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. What's up out there, podcast world? I'm John. I'm uh, Johnny. <laughs> and we're here uh, for what? another episode of Talk About you That. sprung that on me. Yeah, we haven't done the uh, back and forth in a while, so I thought I'd see if you were still on your toes. One day I want to be the first one to talk. That'd be great. You I know, mean, it'd be want, awful. Why won't you let me fly? Johnny, you're the... Listen, I am... I want to spread my wings, but you won't let me. I'm You've the play-by-play cli- play guy. clipped my wings. <laughs> See, the, the play-by-play guy would never say what you're saying right now. You're the color commentator. Mm-hmm. You add the flair. Uh-huh. So. I think I appreciate it. I think you're <laughs> wrong, but whatever. <laughs> your flair seems, I have to be honest, the way your voice and you're clearing your throat a little bit. Yeah, I apologize if my voice is a little bit. I feel like I'm, you know, when you like, somebody calls you and you're clearly in bed and they go, are you still in you're bed? Like, and you go, no, 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 I'm good. <clears throat> I just no, no. clear my throat. Just get my first cup of coffee. We're down the wrong hole or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I've never done that before. So. Um, that's what killed my father. He poured coffee down the wrong hole. <laughs> and uh... It wasn't his throat. No. Uh, there was yeah. a hole in the ground. And it was a geyser. And he was somebody, pouring coffee somebody down. Somebody discovered him that way. It was really embarrassing. <laughs> no. he uh, He's fine now. Nah. I mean, he's in a better place, I guess. Anyway. No. Uh, <laughs> there's coffee everywhere. Uh, no, I uh, I have um, a little morning voice. It's because I've I've recovered from COVID. Yeah, bro, you joined the club. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, congratulations. I thought I was invincible. I made it through two plus years. Yeah, and we were. Listen, I was I was coming and going and living willy nilly and oh, just like the least careful person I know. Absolutely, that's not just true. people were spitting into my mouth and stuff <laughs> like stuff like why would you even. That was a stranger. Was, yeah. You're like, you weren't even like, doing no. that before COVID. No. It's just like, something I thought, you know, I like to live on the edge. <laughs> but I didn't get it. And so I kind of thought, well, maybe I'm one of those people. Because you read about these people that yeah. never got it. And you're like, these. I read an article and it said, these people will be the ones who unlock future treatments. I was like, Ooh. am I an X-Man? Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened, my brother <clears throat> never got it either. And he lived in a house where all of his family members got it. Yeah. Both daughters, his wife got it. They all had it, I think more than once. And he'd just be like, 
I'm good. I'm good. And he, he, he'd call me because we're twins. And he'd go, it's a twin moment. Maybe we're the – I go, we're superheroes. Yeah. And so then we go you're on You're Will this- Smith <clears throat> and uh, I Am Legend. Yeah. Yeah, like you're the one whose blood um, can save us all. Yeah, I'm the cure. I preached a great sermon on that, by the way. Go ahead. Uh, <laughs> where did you tie it in? <laughs> Tell me how. <laughs> it seems like it writes itself. Anyway, um, he is a legend. <laughs> so, <laughs> just change it out. Photoshop. Jeffrey, can you Photoshop he over I? Well, now you put a period after a, am. I am. I am. And then down below, legend. Or slash. I am slash <laughs> legend. Okay, so. Sorry. <clears throat> um, so my brother shows up. We go on a trip together. We do five or six trips a year when he goes on tour with me. And uh, we're going to Arkansas for three days. And so I was like, yeah, it's a, it's a haul. You want to come? Yeah. He shows up to my house, and he's kind of, like, clearly sick. Mm. But it's one of those things where, like, the pandemic's kind of like, we're on the tail end of the severe I part of it. I heard that Fauci declared that it's not a pandemic anymore. <laughs> it's endi- endemic? Is Maybe. that what it would be called? I don't know. Uh, I only read the title. <laughs> that's all you need to form <laughs> that's, an opinion that's where, now. That's where I've gotten. Uh, I read Fauci, and I shouted, and then I just, you know, I left the room. <laughs> I shouted curse words. That's all people. So anyway, um, he shows up. He's clearly sick. And it's a weird time. Right. Because, like, before you'd be like, dude, what are you doing to me? Right. Don't show up. Like, what are you doing? But he goes, uh, and we've had this conversation, so I'm not just, like, crapping on my brother. Because, I mean, this is, it can happen to anybody. But he shows up and he goes, I, I know what it was. Yeah. I, I was cleaning out my dryer vents at my house. And he goes, I'm lucky my house didn't catch on fire. Wow. Because there's just so much dust. And he goes, but in that process, I inhaled, like, a human being full of dust. Just Yeah, it's a plausible it's a very plausible right. So he goes, I've been coughing up crud yeah. ever since that happened. And he goes, it's, and it, his voice was totally different. Like he was sneezing and coughing. And I go, we're getting ready to get on planes. We're going to share a hotel room. Yeah. Like this is, and I, we joked about it. I go, you have COVID. Wow. You're going to give me COVID. He goes, well, you know, no, nah, man. But it wasn't like, we need to test you right now before we go on this trip together. We're just not at that stage to me. Right. Anymore. Yeah, right. Anymore, I just don't like, before I even get around you, if you have a sniffle, like, don't even. Yeah. I'm setting my groceries outside for 48 hours and letting them bake in the sun. Like, we're not at that stage anymore. So I was just like, whatever. Plus, we're superheroes. We've never caught it in two years. Right. This isn't COVID. Well, he gave me COVID. <laughs> the irony is he acted like you two guys were like this twin super. And actually, he's patient and, zero. And, and he's, he's a, the one who gave it to you. He's a ticking time bomb of disease. Yeah. Wow. Festering disease. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I love you, B. But he, uh, it could happen. That's the thing. Like he was like, he felt so bad. He's sure. so sorry. But, he, so we get back. So Sunday, I have chose Friday, Saturday. Friday, Saturday, we're fine. I had like allergies the whole weekend, but I just, it's allergies. I'm taking Zyrtec or whatever. Whatever. What's the one that depresses you? Didn't you say Zyrtec causes depression in some people? Zyrtec does cause me to be, become depressed. I've read that though too. Yeah. And so I stopped taking Zyrtec. Yeah, I get real low. It's like, oh, man, I, just, I just don't want to go to work today. I'm no, like, I just, I'm wrong? off dessert now to smoke weed. So, <laughs> No, I don't smoke weed. So anyway, so I, I don't know what I take, Claritin or whatever. Whatever's, uh, whatever's there. It's the Walgreens version of it. Allegra or Claritin? It's the Wallegra. You know what I'm saying? It's the, it's the one that's like $10 cheaper. <laughs> <laughs> that's whatever. Same active ingredient. Clara, $10 off. Exactly. Sorry. Exactly. It's just sheetrock dust. You're like, this feels like it's not working. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I'm taking that. and I'm like, okay, the shows were going fine. And then Sunday, I had a morning service yeah. that I had to do. Which is never like the best anyway, because you're like, 
You're already having the morning boys. You're fighting the morning boys. Yeah. You want to get a night's sleep? Plus, we've been sleeping in the whole weekend because the shows are at night. So yeah. we're just like, woohoo. We're like, we beat the night. We're stupid. No, we don't care. We, we're, we're old, so we don't go to bed <laughs> late anyway. But anyway, but still, you sleep in. You get the late checkout. This is a day where it's like, we got to get some sleep. We got to get up. I got an 8 a.m. sound yeah. check. We got to do services. So we at 2 a.m., I woke up. And it was one of those, like, you wake up and go, I'm you're sick. sick. Yeah. You knew. And I was like, oh, no. And then I was like, it's like 6 a.m. I got up and I tried to sh- do the hot shower and just like, oh. and then I was like, and so, but again, I'm like, this is, I know I have a sinus infection or something, Sure. but I'd never, I never thought this is definitely COVID and I should not go do this. Well, thing. then you had a reason to think one, why your brother was sick. Right, right, right. And then two, uh, we've all had sinus infections since COVID. Since COVID. And I, yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, so I go do this thing. And so. And then we went, this is the word, this is, me, this is me telling on myself. Cause like, once you know that yeah. you were sick this whole time, then you start recounting the things you did in your day. And you're yeah. like, I exposed the whole world, Yeah, you know, cause we went to the movies. Oh wow. So we finished the service and then we had this whole day to kill because my flight's not till that night. And I was feeling bad. Benjamin goes, are you good? And I go, I don't feel good, dude. We're just sitting in the car mm. we, and the pastor won't take us out to lunch. So he <sighs> takes us out to lunch and I go. I got to, but I'm kind of like, yeah. And I'd already, you know, I'd done the service and I preached and I did comedy and I was like, okay. So we go and now, and Benjamin's sitting right next to the pastor. I'm sitting one seat down. His family comes and joins us. Oh no. So now it's like, and the youth pastor, you know, 20 year old youth pastors, there, just like breathing in disease. And so I'm just like, yeah, let's expose everybody. But again, I didn't know that I was exposing them. And, uh, and so (laughs) Then we have all this whole day to kill. And Benjamin goes, let's go see Top Gun. I go, dude, he goes, how bad do you feel? I go, if we could, he goes, if, if I thought that we could do it, I would go get a hotel and I would lay down in a bed until our flight tonight. He goes, really? I go, but that's it's whatever. We can go sit in the recliner and watch a movie. I don't care. So we did. So I just load up with sugar, jujubes, and I go sit in a theater yeah. with a hundred people. And watch Top Gun. You're a horrible person. And then I got home. <laughs> Curry goes. Curry goes. She texts me. I go. I feel so bad. And she goes. We need to. We need to take a COVID test just to be to rule it out. I go. Okay, sure. So we get home, and then I go to bed. We got home. I go because she picked us up at like 11 a.m. or 11 p.m. that night. So then we got straight home, and then we go to bed. Benjamin stays at my house the guest room. Then he gets up, he leaves at some point that morning and then we get up and I'm feeling bad, real bad. And she goes, let's take a COVID test. And then I like, I'm doing the swab and I'll pull the swab, <laughs> I pull the swab out and it's got like blood on it. I was gonna say like, there's blood in my, like somehow the swab turned a yeah. color on its own. <laughs> yeah. like, what? It has the two lines across the swab <laughs> without even any, I'm like, Oh, this isn't supposed to already. An alarm goes off. It says the word COVID <laughs> in the air when I cough, like a, like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. No, so she, there was already like bol- traces of blood, you know. And, I, and she goes, "I already know." She goes, "This is." She was already like standing back from. Me. Oh yeah, <laughs> she was already like, "You are unclean." Hey. Yeah. Anyway, I know it's just, everybody's got their COVID story. I'm not trying to like belabor it, but it was just one of those things where I'm playing in my mind like we were around so many people, and I had I had to text them all. So all these pastors, like, like every person that we worked with, they took us out. Because yeah. they wanted to like, oh, let's go out. You got to let's go see the new diner that's at the. And so we so I had to text all of them and go, I have I have, I have given you diseases. Yeah. And then they were, of course, none of them got sick. And then my wife didn't even get it. 
Curry never got Bro. it. She she isolated from me from that moment on, though. So we spent like seven or eight days apart, like more than the normal isolation. Right, norm. Yes. Right. So she, <laughs> she was like, finally, uh, finally a reason, and so. Um, she went to Cancun, which I thought that's that's, that's not necessary. Oh, that's, a, that's a lot. That's interesting. And yeah. she'd already booked the trip before we even knew the. <laughs> so I was like, "Well, this feels." I don't. Yeah. No, but it was one of those things where I was so relieved when she, when she didn't get. And again, she could come up positive now that I've said this, but hopefully we've waited the normal amount of time. It's been a while. It's been a while. But I, I'm just trying to make all that explanation to say, like, if I have a sudden like coughing fit, I apologize, but. We didn't. We took last week off because we we're like I didn't feel like doing an episode. I was like, I, I could do it remote if you want. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was yeah. like, you know, yeah, bro. You're afraid you're gonna catch COVID on the remote, like, bro. Why don't you just, you know? I think I could catch this over Zoom. It's so <laughs> ugly. It was weird. Like my symptom, like and everybody's got their weird COVID like symptoms. It, it's different for different people. Yeah. But I knew that it was something different than I'd ever had before. By Monday, when I got back and we tested, I said, or say, even Sunday night, I said. My symptoms are so weird that I know this is something I've never had before. Right. Like my hair on my arms hurt. Wow. Like I felt uh like you ever feel that like where your hair you can feel the hairs on your well never mind. The wow. hairs on your head. <laughs> John, you remember back in the day? Cut me deep. No, it's like I knew that I had a fever on Monday night. Like Monday night I got a fever and then it broke by Tuesday morning, but yeah. I was like I was getting like vertigo. Yeah. Where you feel like your body, you feel yourself leaving your body and you're like hovering. You're like, is the room spinning? But it's not totally yeah. not spinning because that's not possible. What? I don't know where you live, What's like your, in a Jamiroquai video. Circus, what are you, what, yeah, what are you in? <laughs> but anyway, I knew that like this is something I've not had before. And sure enough, it's just a, it's been a weird like bevy of symptoms and I'm not happy about it. But so people that are like, just get it and get it over with. You don't want this. This isn't. No, fun. man, let me tell you something. You don't uh-uh. want it. I would never like in danger. I never felt like, oh, this is going to get. Yeah. Like the first day was the second day. First and second day were the worst. And then I slowly have gotten better. But I am. It's interesting how it's kind of lingering in my chest. So. Well, I was telling you, when I had it, my energy was great. Like I did my taxes during COVID. I just had this all this respiratory yeah. stuff. I had a fever a day. Lost my sense of smell. A fever a day. I had a fever just, a day. It keeps the doctor away. Right. And I had because <laughs> he doesn't want to get. Want he doesn't want to catch COVID. No, he doesn't. And then I, I had a loss of smell for like one night. Um, yeah, but otherwise it was fine. But then, like two, three weeks later, mm-hmm. I was exhausted. But I had none of the other symptoms. Huh. But I got real. Maybe that's fatigued. what's that. That's kind of feels like it's going to be with me. Is this where it's just going to like link? I hope it's not going to be like what you'd call long COVID because you hear these horror stories of people that have they stand up to, you know, leave the room and their heart rate goes to one eighty or something. Right. You're like, oh my gosh. So I've not had that. Thank goodness. But yeah, it's been weird. And I did have the fever, and I have uh, my sense of smell just started coming back. Uh, two days ago. Nice. I walked into my house and I go, it smells like, like we can't, there, there's a, like a garbage smell. Yeah. You ever have that? You're like something and then you check and I, and I'm like, oh, my smells, this house has always smelled this way. Like, that's not good. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You leave yeah. your house, you come back, you're like, does this house always smell this way? I had a smell in my car this morning and I can't determine, I feel it smells fruity. So I don't know if Sadie's Bro. dropped something under the back seat. Mm-hmm. You know See, what I'm saying? this and is I why can't. I hate when groceries roll around. I'm just like, this <sighs> is my nightmare. I don't know what it is. This, <laughs> this is my, my nightmare. This is my nightmare. Yeah. Johnny, you need to have better nightmares. <sighs> I have so many nightmares. Uh, hey, speaking of that, have you watched uh, Stranger Things? This Not the season? new season. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a strong opinion about it? Um, As I, a parent, and I heard parents are a little bit like, 
before it was just cute violence, and now it's so satanic. Like people it's are really very. Up. It's very um, like again the old eighties feel of the previous seasons. I mean, there's there's yeah. some gore and all, yeah, but it's very like thriller. A lot of a lot of almost like suspense. M Night Shyamalan type. Shyamalan. Shyamalan. <laughs> Welcome to M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> it's like a bunch of rides. Shyamalan. Yeah. There's there's a lot of like, you know, waiting and anticipating. That's, right. that's the fear. But it's but no. But I mean, season one. And then yes, eventually, she's got a friggin' Ouija board on her wall, and it's spelling out things. No, with then, Christmas lights. That's season one. That's like episode. I and mean, then eventually you go to the upside down, and eventually you see the big. And monster what's the upside down, John? Anything spiritual going on there? So, what's a demogorgon? So, John, it's always been satanic. I'm just saying this one's like. You're like man, it was like no, it was like I, a Disney I, property before. I'm now not, all of a sudden. <laughs> It feels like it's almost demonic. I'm not speaking really to the demonic side as okay. much as to the gory side. Okay. Like, this one, Out of the Gate, episode is it one. Given, do you think it's like could give somebody Sadie's Age nightmares? Yeah, yeah. Sadie she, watch, she hasn't watched it. it. No. Does she like season one, two, we three? We didn't. She hasn't watched any of them. Oh. Yeah. And so, now you're like, I don't think I'm going well, to. Well, this one, it's just like, and again, to give anything so away. she's an adult, can make her own decisions. But like, when the monster starts attacking people, like, it's super graphic. Okay. It was always, I guess you're right. There was always some graphic to it. I don't yeah. know, Johnny. I'm just curious what you thought, but obviously, I, you want to take this moment to judge me. Here's the deal. We uh, were, we had our post, we had our uh, our quarantine times, so normally we'd be like, well, don't watch the episode without me. You can't finish watching Better Call Saul without me. We watched that together. But then when we got into like quarantine and she's upstairs and I'm downstairs, okay. she was just like... Look, wh- Watch whatever, whatever you, you got to do to get through this. Yeah. And so we just, I binged everything. But we did not, we saved Stranger Things. Wow, that's the one. She was like, I'm waiting. Well, let's watch that together. Yeah. So we haven't started yet, but we're going to. And now that I know that it's super satanic. Mm. <sighs> Here's the thing, though. Yeah. I think it was more like it references the satanic panic, doesn't it? Kind of like, isn't it like an inside baseball of that mindset of the 80s of like everything's the devil? No, there really is a. Yeah, there really is. It really is the devil. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, they were right again. It's again. It's it's fiction. Um, yeah, I think again. It's just. It just was a little more like. Yeah, little less fun. There's not been a lot of fun so yeah, far. Yeah, it's yeah. like all really dark. Like bad. Only bad things are happening to all the characters. Have you finished it? No, no, no. But I. I it'll, it'll get. I don't. Here's the thing. I have. A, it's true because you're right. I have but, a friend who worked of, on the film. Oh, that's right. on the season, so I'm going to finish it in honor. Oh, that's so nice of that friend. The end of season three, you're right. It ended on like all this dark stuff's happening, but doesn't he like sing the theme to Never Ending Story over the phone to her? And that's the I whole thing. You haven't seen? Yeah, yeah, did he? Yes, did he? Yeah, he sings the the big. Well, there's all these light moments. Yeah, it's very. Yes. It's kind of silly in places. Yes, where this feels like. They're gr- they're kind of growing up, and so everything stays. And maybe that's part of it. And maybe they have different directors because that's what happened with the Star Wars movies. Is no, like, I think it's still the same. You brothers. Get Abrams Vision, Abrams Vision, and you get uh, who? What's his name? Ryan. The other guy? Yeah, Ryan. People are going to be so mad at us. Oh this. my gosh, Ryan! You want to say with Ryan? The, I mean, it was with an I. Johnson. Ryan Johnson. I think it's Ryan. I think Johnson. you're just making up names. No, I think you're right. He did the last. Uh, he did the middle one. The last Jedi. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Anyway, that's the one people were like. Ah, oh, now he's not giving Abrams anything to work with because he took these huge, broad yeah. strokes, and now Abrams is going to come in. Sure enough, uh, I thought the last one was just like a cavalcade of like, let's go fix this, and I don't know. Are you speaking as if he had? He, he, was he successful? First of all, I don't care. 
I'm not one of those people that's like, Star Wars, you made another Star Wars and ruined my childhood because of the decisions you made. I, it doesn't matter to me enough to be like, they did what with Obi-Wan Kenobi? See, like, I, don't I don't know how I feel I don't care about, about your It's not a religion to me. I think you, it's not a religion to me either, but to say you just don't care. Really? <laughs> it's not a religion. I just believe that there are sacraments and we, and there is an order to the, things and we have to. Is, dictating what we're doing right now what? perhaps we don't believe any of that guys we're just teasing um, um but yeah so i don't know but you're right so but so you're saying it's the same director so maybe he's just decided like to go really well it's dark. the brothers uh, oh gosh now they're killing us because i can't remember the brothers names who do the stranger things i don't either but stranger brothers <laughs> <laughs> sorry guys we could don't go into the hole if we had a third person in the room. This is what made, this is the charm of the show. <laughs> the third person in the room has their own podcast and it's very popular. Right? They're like <laughs> they they do research. They don't have time for this. They don't know. It's fine. Um. So speaking of you know wasting time, yeah. I decided. It, it, oddly enough, the irony of this is this came across. This came to me across my Instagram feed while I was wasting time. Like an ad? Yes. And I now, I downloaded it, had a, a free you trial. Bought an, you bought an NFT. <laughs> <laughs> Bitcoin. And I am now, have you ever used the Elevate app? No. So it's like instead of doom scrolling, yeah. it's like workouts for your mind. Oh, okay. And you answer all these questions. You do like this. Like uh, This feels like Scientology. Donnie, I can... I can levitate. <laughs> Elevate your consciousness. <laughs> Take this personality quiz. No, it's like it's like it's like if you want to like it tells you what are you looking for. You want to be better at brevity and writing, or uh-huh. you want your vocabulary. And to then they expand. go tell me about something traumatic from your childhood. Hold these, <laughs> hold these two, hold these two <laughs> jars. <laughs> now I'm gonna press on this one, um, mm-hmm. and it's really really cool. It yeah. gives you a score, and then it keeps increasing in difficulty. So like there's math, uh-huh. there's a lot of like writing things. You could pick which ones you want to try. When you said but math, it increased in difficulty right away. You were like, <laughs> immediately I was like, mm, like I, give feel, you like I don't feel so elevated. Like 50, 40 and 20 find the average. So you have like, it's counting down, yeah. you know, and you have to, so then you push it and yeah. Yeah. So anyway, you should try to elevate, not a, not a sponsor, not a sponsor at all. Really interesting. Like alternative. I think, how do you think you stumbled on? How do you think they found you to send you that? What do you think? That you've been posting that made them go. This guy is a. I think everybody is it. You buy it. You buy the app. By the way, eventually you have a a purchase point. You run out of free. uh, Yeah, but I feel elevate light. I feel like it's helping. Yeah, like and then they'll tell you like, hey, it appears you're struggling. One of the things that I scored lower on, Uh which is crazy because this is what I do the most. But on the app in the game, I can't do it as well. So. It, and it's like, hey, since you're struggling to find synonyms and adjectives, so they'll give you a word, oh. and now you you maybe come, it's the uh, pressure. I think it is at the time when you, you sit it, down to write. You're like, oh, and it just flows. But when you're like, there's a clock going. You're like, yeah. I don't know what another word for. Well, that like is. like they'll, they'll say lazy. Okay. Okay. So and I'll say, what would you say if I said lazy? Shiftless. Yeah. So then they'll say, you know lackadaisical like you're trying to get the biggest yeah, okay. you're trying to get the most complex and then they'll score the word that you picked right but then i'll go this is really what i do a lot of yeah. of course i also have a right click synonym button oh that's what i was gonna say is you I'm just writing. have like a website you can go to that's like the rhyme dictionary that like songwriters use but, rhyme zone or whatever yeah. yeah but then you can come back 
Uh-huh. It'll send you a report like, hey, here's the, let's look at all the stuff you missed this week. Oh, and you wow. can see it as a list. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of putting new words. You're putting new words into your mind. Um, so you think like you're be- languid you was think- another word for lazy, and I never would use languid. Languid. So yeah. you think you're better than me now? Is that what you're? Johnny, since I've started elevate, not only am I better than you. Do you, you think you've outgrown me as a person? But I now consider you lackadaisical. And is it lackadaisical? Wait, I now can <laughs> lax and lackadaisical and yeah. languid. Yeah. Um. I don't think I'm better. No. I don't think I'm better in any sense of the word, actually. Than no, stop it, no, John. Johnny, now you're you're false, the smart guy. False humility, if I've ever heard it. It's no, fine. I don't have any false humility left. It's all real now. <sighs> I used to be false, but now, at this age, yeah, it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's not what I thought. I don't know if I, we talked about that before or not, but like I was telling my therapist that the other day, like, um, I, I always wanted humility. I used to ask, but I kind of was hoping God would impart that to me, you know, through life and through me listening and right. the circumstances of life. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm truly in humility and it's like super close sometimes to humiliation. Like, that's how it feels. Like, it's not comfortable. Well, that's the root of that word. Correct. So maybe that makes sense. But it's not like, like, I'm, I trust God. It's not, but I'm also like, wow, I don't have any confidence yeah, people of what like, I could do. And, yeah. People say they want to be humble, but nobody wants to be humiliated. But those are very, like, close things. Well, you have to – well, I, my – Humility, it seems like it should be – humility, it seems like public. Well, like, humility we want, is We like, want to find humility in, like, a private space. Like, whew, I'm glad I got perspective on that and no one had to see me at my lowest point. Humiliation is like everyone just saw yeah, your shame. worst moment on the internet or whatever. Yeah, and I don't want, I don't want my humility to be shame. So yeah. that's where I have to be healthy. But I think there is a, like – when you lead even there's that sense of i am failing in front of people yeah and will i keep going and that's hard um because sixes in particular we don't commit to things that we know we can't finish well or yeah. succeed at that's one of the things it may be hard for us to do that yeah, so i have that so if you have to if you start in something and you can't see the ending and then when you're in it it'd be easier just to quit yeah um and then you go because again it's it's the, the eyes that are watching going, man, why can't you do that? No, they might not be saying that. And eyes don't speak. It's really the mouth of the people who have the eyes who are saying it. Wow. Come on now. But I just, that humility, I think I always hoped like, I always wanted to be the guy that could listen Uh and not have to learn everything the hard way. Well, I mean, you probably learned some things. I don't know. The easy way. I feel like compared to what I've learned through the experiences, like it feels... You don't think you've learned from other people's mistakes and you go, well, I'm not going to do that because that guy did it and he was somebody in my life and I... I think I can learn what not to do. Yeah. But I don't think I can learn how to be. Okay. And I don't mean that to sound preachy or... No, that feels very... That feels almost like uh, Plato. Yeah. It's like I can't change... Is Is it Aristotle or Plato that said, you know, we are what we continually do or... It's a, you're a human, you're a human being, not a human doing. I don't know. It was one of those things of like, is an, is an extrapolation yeah. of Aristotle's teachings of like, yeah. you're a being. Yeah. So we, we think of ourselves as like, especially in the American culture, like we got to keep doing things. Yeah. But like, how do you become something? Yeah. What are, who are you becoming? How, what are in this, uh, uh, what, what's the formation of your life? Yeah. And I don't know that you can be formed outside of experiences in addition to, to knowledge. Now I do believe, and I heard, I think it was, um, 
Rich Velotis maybe was talking about when he first started in ministry at his church years ago. Someone gave him the advice of part of the advice was always be paying deep attention to your internal world. Yeah. And that's an interesting way to phrase that because internal world is something we were writing about in this new Jeff and Beth McCord book that comes out this year. It's going to be amazing. It's called More Than Your Number. And But it, it's integrating also some concepts that you might have heard in things like internal family systems or IFS, which is mean like there's something going on inside of me that has complexity and dynamics. Yeah. Uh, it's dealing with my history. It's dealing with uh, my perception. And it's, you know, it's just more when you do, it's easy just to sum things up. Well, I'm a good leader. Okay. Like that's way too simple. Right. When someone, someone says someone's a good leader. You're like, well, how do you measure that? Are you measuring how successful the organization has been under their leadership? Because that's, right. that's one. How many followers way. they have? Sure. And these could be great things. I'm not. I'm not right. saying they're good or bad. I'm saying what is right. What are you? What's your metric? And and the metric could change depending on whether it's a religious organization, whether uh-huh. it's a company. Yeah. Of course, some people run their religious organizations like it's a company, and some people have issues with that. Well, it's a common expression yeah. in church world. Right. You know that run your church like a business. Yeah. I've told our elders before, like. The worst thing we can ever do is run our church like a business. Yeah. Like we, we should be good right. stewards of it and have good business sense about. Yeah, there's things. things. There's things that are similar, and there's things that are so different about. Even what the Bible says about a church, that it's just clearly like, oh, we can't. This is not a parallel. It's just like the country people. People say there's always some outsider that wants to be president, and he'll say things like that. Ross Perot, I'll. We need to be running the country like it's a business. I'm a billionaire. Right. So if I was at the wheel, I would know how to run the country like a business. Well, but the country's not a business. Right. It does a lot of things that businesses don't do. Right. And some of those things are not corollaries at all. No. So when you get in. One can poison the other if you're not careful. Right, right, right. If you just run it like, you know. So that's the thing. So, uh, and by that same token, yeah. Like you said, so what's, what does leadership mean? And it means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. So, yeah, when you try to say, like, I am a great leader, like, that could mean a million different things. Yeah, and if you, if you really overlay a kingdom perspective, and, and I, for some reason I'm really drawn to Rich Mullins a lot right now. And um, I had you read the lyrics of that song the other day. Right. That, that they Hard released posthumously. Yeah. Um, I just like the demo version, hard to get. And he's being so brutally honest with God. Um, basically, the whole the whole main hook of the song is, you know, will you ever show up on, in some of these areas? Because we're down here, I trust you, and, and I'm down here struggling And while you're up there just playing hard to get. Mm-hmm. It's like this really honest, it's very, sounds very much like a psalm um, of David. But in that, you look at a guy like him and one of my favorite stories of him that you told me, actually, when I was younger, and I think about this story all the time. So Rich Mullins wrote, I mean, some really famous songs in the 80s and 90s, things like Awesome God, Sing Your Praise to the Lord, uh, Sometimes by Step, uh, which I don't know why it's called Sometimes by Step. I don't but, either. But it, it is. It is called that. I was listening the other day to those, just the lyrics of, of and there's so many other songs too, you know, Hold Me Jesus. Right. Uh, I mean, which we used to cover in shows. Oh, I love that song. And, um, but he basically took a vow of poverty at one point, lived on Indian reservations, really sort of grappled and wrestled with mm-hmm. the implications of fame and fortune in a kingdom perspective. Yeah. And 
and you know didn't get it right all the time, but really had like this this. If there was ever a person I've ever read about who had this sense that they don't belong in this world, right? It's rich, and he wrote about that a lot. Like I don't like I uh, sometimes the night was uh, sometimes I think of Abraham how one star he saw had been lit from me. He was a stranger in this land, and I am that no less than he. Mm-hmm. That's one of his, you know, because God, God said, Abraham, look at the stars. All right. You know, that's going to be your descendants. And so that whole, how one star he saw had been lit from me. Like, oh my gosh. I mean, these are just, you know, he's, but that theme came up a lot with him. I don't, I'm not supposed to be comfortable here. Yeah. Um, that story though, is that it was some big festival or something. And there was a, the craft services having the dinner for the artists before the show. And so there's security and he's walking up to the stage to go eat before he performs later that night. And the security guard, because he just looks like a kind of haggard, you know, artist. And he just thought he was like some homeless dude. He really did. He was walking up. He's like, dude, you can't be here. Yeah. And Rich Mullins was like, oh, okay. And he, see, again, that goes back to what had been formed in him. Yeah. I don't know what he was thinking, but in that story, my mind, I'm going, you can't just react like that without something being real. And he didn't, he wasn't mad. Yeah. He was just like, okay. And what he did not do was demand his own rights that really were his. <laughs> it was later the night, yeah. that night, the guy saw him on stage. was like, oh my gosh, what did I do? That was Rich Mullins. Yeah. But I just go, I don't think I have that in me. No, exp- you don't. No, I'd be like. Especially not around craft services. <laughs> I've seen you. There's a table full of food. I am starving. You will not be turned away. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, it just be like this. It, it's, I'm, I'm more likely, I don't know. To want to advance. So what makes someone a good leader or a good yeah. artist or a good person? And you go, I don't know. I think there is something in me of like that there's a parable about don't – maybe it's not even a parable, but it's it's Jesus is using this uh, corollary of the table. And he's like, don't don't sit at the head of the table. Yeah. Because then the person who is the head of the table could show up. Yeah. And then you'll be embarrassed. You'll be humiliated that you sat in that seat and assumed – that you were the big wig, basically. Yeah. So I think that has been burned into me, maybe to a fault, because we we come from the same tradition where it's just like, just keep your head down, uh-huh. don't whatever you do, don't you know, don't toot your own horn, don't whatever. Even like pride in your accomplishments at all, yeah, is just so anathema to what we were raised in believe. So we just like don't ever. If somebody says, uh, "Hey, I really thought you were really good," you'd be like, "Well, all glory to you." Like we're so deflective uh-huh. to a fault, but I do think that. That probably is a good thing that has been put into me of like, don't get too big for your britches is how you would say it in the South. Yeah. Don't sit at the wrong seat. You know, if you come into a room, don't just assume like, well, clearly all these people are here for me. I need to be the, I'm more likely to be like, let's feel this out. Let me, I'd rather have somebody tell me that, that, hey, this is your seat over here. Let's see in your forties and maybe it's not anything to do with age. Maybe it has to do with where we are in life. I also will be on calls or in meetings where I need to be confident right. in what I've been brought there to do. That's the hard part. Yeah. It's really, is if really somebody hard. does have expectations and you're like, oh, they need me to be a grown-up here? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's that's the right thing. It's like suddenly I have to be an adult. Uh-huh. That's on- hard. And I think that's you, you have to learn to do that. When I started doing what I do for a living, it's like, I would I would talk about to I talk to young comics about it like because some people I feel like have confidence 
and I'd, I'm confounded by that. Confidence, <laughs> yeah. confidence before they should have it. Uh-huh. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about like, oh, I've I've flown planes 600 times, so I know how to fly one without crashing it. I should be your pilot. That's not what I mean. That's what I have now. I've flown the plane yeah. 600 times. I know where the beats are. I've got a grenade in my pocket that says I can throw this at any time I want, and everyone in here will laugh because I've done it 600 times yeah. and 585 times. Don't throw I, a grenade on a plane. I won't plane. throw a grenade on a plane. Yeah, that's these, – These are weird mixed metaphors. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It's like um, – I was thinking the pilot had a grenade. Yeah, the pilot point. has a grenade in my metaphor, guys. It's a very violent <laughs> – Sorry. Very violent nightmares I have. But you know what I'm saying? It's like – but when I started out, you're supposed to be confident then. And so what I would kind of do is – I would wear confidence like I was putting on a coat. Yeah. I would pretend – I would do an impression of a confident person. Yeah. And I would be like – because I realized early on if I don't have some sense of confidence, none of this lands because comedy is confidence. Yeah. And so that's a, that's a lot of what you're getting. And so I would wear it like a coat, like time to get confident, and I would wear it out there. And then when it was over, I'd take the coat off and I'd be my normal self again. And over time – now I'm not necessarily confident in myself. I'm confident in my lines because they, sure. they've landed. Or I know like, well, this may be a brand new line that I've never said before, but it sure is an awful lot like this one that did work. Yeah, It's in the same vein. Yeah, And so I know the formula. So this one has a 65% chance of working. So I'm going to use that confidence. I'm going to deliver it with 100% confidence. But it may only work 65%. But I'm cool with that. Yeah, That's different than when you walk out the first time and somebody's just confident just because, well, look, everything's worked out for me so far. Like I have a friend, Marty, who's a comedian we've talked about many times. We've even had him on the show. He was an athlete, a college athlete, and he had set records in school. He was popular, you know. And so when he started doing comedy, he was just like – he had a different attitude. He approached it differently than me. Yeah. And, and I, would just, I was fascinated by it. I'd be like, you just assume this is all going to work out. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, no. No. <laughs> no, no. And I would almost try to talk him out of it. And then I was like, no, this is how he approaches it. And it's okay. See, I think I had that when we first met. Yeah. Because everything always worked out at school. Yeah, that's true. And then when we got into the band, I assumed, I jaded you. Well, it's not that you jaded me. It's that we did something really hard that oh, right. I assumed we would do. And we got better at it. Yeah. And it still didn't work out. Like there was no, well, I mean, who knows if it worked out or not? I think it was great, and we're still, yeah, I don't friends today. And all the, but so that's the whole definition. How do you know? Maybe, <laughs> maybe the victory was the friends we met along the way, John. Come on now. Maybe that was the record deal. I know that it's it's again sounds cliche, but I kind of think that is the thing. Sure. And I think we're we we it's it's a f- joke. It's a, and I'm not, I'm not getting on you for saying that. I agree with you. No, no, no. Like we, we make light of the most important things in life. Right. I said the other day. Well, yeah, because if we'd been handed some whatever thing, we would have been ready for it. Yeah. And then whatever happened, eventually it's going to go away. Like you can't, right. unless you're going to be whatever superstars that just have 50 year careers, which is so rare. So you're going to have this thing or like, we had that, remember that we had that thing and people loved it. And then like some of those people, they don't even, they're not even friends anymore. Right. Like, I've read this, that ACDC, they show up in separate jets. Wow. And then they do a show, and then they flip each other off and leave the stage and get on their separate jets and go. They're contractually like, well, we got to do this to make money, but they all hate each other. Wow. 
You see, I'm just not. That would be us, dude. I'm. <laughs> Maybe that is us. What if, what if people don't know? And we're like, oh, hell, yeah. one more podcast episode. See, that's what's crazy. I will hear this about television shows, yeah. and, and it will drive me crazy. Like I heard, and I cannot remember the the. I won't remember the actors' names. Sorry, yeah. but the guy who played Castle, you know his name, Nathan Fillion. Yeah, yeah. And remember the female cop in Castle and no. the wife screaming. I don't right know now. this show. I don't know this show. I think she had like an Eastern European name, perhaps. And um, apparently they had this like amazing yeah. chemistry, uh-huh. like tension. Like it's seven, eight seasons. One of the best shows. So funny, well right. written. He's a he's a murder mystery novelist, like a best selling author. Uh-huh. And then he's in New York, and he starts riding along, basically. It's that kind of thing, but it's super funny. He shows up at all the things, and they end up, over the course of the show, falling in love over those right. all, and all this stuff. And, and it kills the show, but the th- inevitably. No, no, no. They, may, they, they really did it well. Some shows can pull it off, like The Office did. The Office yeah. pulled off Pam and Jim. You know? yeah. And the deal was, the rumor was that they couldn't stand each other. Mm-hmm. And it bothered me. Right. Because I enjoyed the show so much. Uh-huh. And I don't know what that is about me that wants, because he seems like yeah. such a nice guy. And she seems like such a, you know, it, uh-huh. I don't know anything about these people. Right. Except that they're charming and funny on screen. I think we're seeing that now with the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing. Yeah. Like Johnny Depp has been in so many movies that were like touchstones for people's yeah. childhood that we need him to be the wronged party when it's pretty clear that they abused each other. Like whatever you, I mean, I've seen some of the trial, like. She lied. He lied. There was a lot of drugs going around. Like, there's so much, like... So many variables. Yeah, and it's like, it's a really broken relationship. But this idea that, like, he's 100% right and she's 100% wrong. She's this devious person that made this all up and ruined his... Like, no, like, here in the court, like, he admitted to a bunch of this stuff. And it's like, but Johnny Depp was Johnny Depp. Like, we can't... Right. Come on, man. That's 21 Jump Street. You don't mess with him. It's Pirates of the... It's Jack Sparrow. Yeah. He can't be guilty of this horrible thing. So it's like we protect, we shield ourselves from ever thinking. But I'm with you on that. Like when I heard that the Monty Python guys, like not only do they not like each other, but they hated some of their best work. Wow. Like like uh, John Cleese does not like the Holy Grail. Wow. Like he felt like it was just thrown together and it's it doesn't – I'm like, are you kidding me? Like when they don't even like their own or like when bands don't like their hit songs yeah. and won't play them anymore and you're like, you son of a gun. Yeah. How dare you? Yeah, it's very, it's very, I don't know. That would be us, John. We'd be so jaded. I don't know. We were protected. <laughs> thank, thank you for making yeah. me uh, successful. No, I mean, and that's, that's the funny thing. Success is one of those, uh, one of those weird things. Um, I wish, it, maybe it's happening. Mm-hmm. I want to be free from its implication I've always wanted that. I wanted to be free from the worry about success, but it really sucks yeah. to go through the process of that actually happening. Um, and again, it, it sounds so weird because if you're listening, you're like, "Oh my gosh, John, what's happening?" Yeah. I'm telling you how it feels when, it, whether it's book sales or church growth or all those kinds of things in life, when they're not always great, and you're working really hard. You yeah, you almost have to set yourself free from other people's opinion of you. Because even if you decide, no, that doesn't matter to me. I wrote this because I believed in it, and like, and it did what it did, and that's fine. You also have to be like aware that there are people who that's not going to be enough for them. 
they're going to be like. Even as a comedian, they go, oh, so you're a working comedian? Yeah, I've been full-time comic since uh, 2012. They go, have I ever seen you on anything? And I go, yeah. well, I've been in a couple of like regional things, and I've done some TV stuff, but not like – you ever been on like Tonight Show? No. And like that's their – Right. That's someone who like – I'm never – if I let myself get drawn into that, yeah. that's like a n- never-ending spiral because like they don't even know enough to know – like if I go well, that, I have to I have to win that person over by how yeah I promise I'm successful because I've done this. Like it never. So you have to let yourself be free of that. Yeah, and I think going through recovery really helped. Like the the people pleasing side of it. It's really less about that for me now, and more about like the realities of the world that we live in. Yeah, that there are okay. Like I can be okay with myself regardless. I can be proud of a project if I did a, a job well done or serve someone well. Um, but I still, it doesn't matter how I feel about that. And, it, and I don't care how other people feel about it. I still have to interact with those people in all of these arenas. I, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm being very, I'm being very vague, but it'd be, it would be the equivalent of, Hey, you know, you could be a great vacuum salesman. Okay? And I am. <laughs> Boy, do you suck. And, uh, you could be a great vacuum salesman. Yeah. Who really does a great job. You go door to door and you really serve people well, mm-hmm. but you don't sell a lot of vacuums, but the ones you sell, like the customers feel that you're really connected with them. And at night you feel great about yourself, but it may still drive your company out of business, yeah. even though you did it right. You mm-hmm. didn't cut any corners. You made sure your product was just what it should be, but you're still competing whether you want to or not. You can say, I don't care. Right. And you could actually not care. You could still go under. Right. Like that's the hard part. Like yeah. I believe this this other reality is more real. I really, really do. I believe my kingdom reality is more real. Yeah. I still live in this world as well for this time. Where it's just cutthroat and it's yeah, and it's it's very metrics. There's metrics for everything. Yeah, and even as a pastor, I will not be elevated for my integrity. Mm-hmm. Or like, I will about the people who love me. Yeah. And know me. We won't even tear down pastors for their integrity. That's what's funny. Yeah. Like, integrity really, not only is it not a metric to advance a pastor, unless the, the whole thing catches on fire. Right. And it's so obvious to the rest of the world. Integrity is not even like a metric by which we will bring down a pastor until it's like way too late. Right. Right. You know. The assumption is if you're successful, you must have. Right. Th- there must be a good We want to believe it. Just like Johnny. We want to believe Johnny Depp. We want to believe it. Yeah. I'm not saying I have the integrity, by the way. I'm not listening. As a pastor. I, I, I'm just, Why do you hate Johnny Depp uh, guys, so much? And, well, I mean, I used to go to his church when he pastored. <laughs> he does kind of look kind of like a mega church pastor. <laughs> he He's got the kind of vibe. The, that would be great. Yeah. Can you think of the name of his church? That's the thing. Um, uh, hold on. I'm going to get it. I always used to think that uh, – one time I said that. I said, uh, Topher Grace sounds like a California mega church. You know, the actor Topher Grace. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody responded underneath it and said, Orlando Bloom is a Florida mega church. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where Johnny Depp would pastor. He would pastor at Orlando, Orlando Bloom. Bloom. <laughs> Orlando Bloom Fellowship. Yeah. It's got to come on down. Yeah. Five services. Yeah. You know. Meeting in the local arena. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Yeah. Hey, uh, listener, we hope that you have enjoyed meeting with us in the small arena of this podcast. Uh, it's just been so. Don't, don't diminish our arena. What are you doing? I just meant like it's a. This is a conversation, bro. Oh, you mean just like. Yeah. It's a, I didn't mean like the size of the podcast. No, though, we have millions of listeners. Right. In an arena somewhere, evidently. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we appreciate you listening as uh, you do every week. And we do apologize that Johnny let you down. 
uh, last week. It by. won't happen. We did have people reach out and say, like, where's my episode? And yeah. upset their whole pattern. And we were like, where's your Patreon uh, donation? Yeah, exactly. Right. I didn't notice that and coming And they didn't through. answer, did they? No. They that's, canceled it. That's because we didn't say that. <laughs> no, we didn't. We've never. You never. guys. But if you would like to, that'd be yeah. fine. And we listen, if you want to support the show, you can do that on Patreon. Go to talkaboutthatpodcast.com. All of our socials are linked there, all the archived episodes. So much to do. Many of you are taking long road trips with your family. Uh, and God bless you. Uh, yeah. Do it, do it. But uh, you need something to listen to yeah. that's not going to offend the little one's ears. Mm. We'd like to think we're pretty safe for the family. I don't. I hate the word safe. It almost feels like it's like when somebody says that my comedy is uh, so clean. Mm. It feels like they're. It's not an insult, but they. I don't think it comes off the way they think. Like it, they I mean. didn't have to think about anything at all. Or like they just right. are saying like it's careful. Like I hate the idea of comedy being careful because careful comedy is not funny to me. Like it shouldn't just be like scattershot, whatever I want to say, but it shouldn't just be like whatever my, my number one goal is to not offend people. Yeah. Like, no, my number one goal is to be funny. And hopefully as a result of that, yeah. I'm going to offend a lot less people. Some people just, they're dying to be offended. Anyway, all that said, <laughs> we like to think of our podcast as something that you can listen to with your family. Sometimes we tackle issues yeah. of the day, but we do it in a way that we like to think is uplifting. Even edifying, if we want to use a oh, decent wow. Christianese word. That's good. Does anyone say edifying other than I could put that on my Elevate app if it ever asks me to. Now you're now we've set it into the ether again, so you're going to be really their target demographic now. Well, they already got me. Somehow, some somehow a pest control company got me from the podcast. No, I don't know how. I have bugs that are getting into my home. We've never had like pest control contract. Like, yeah. We just don't need it. We haven't needed it. It was time. It's time because now these little black uh, beetles, they're called, I found out they're called uh, ground beetles. Yeah. And they're getting into my home. And they're when I open the door, to, and they're just outside on the patio, and they're just scurrying about. And I'm like, this is no good. And so they're getting in the house. So I was like, oh, I need to, we need a call. So we've put a couple of, hey, on our HOA. Does anyone have a? And now I get this thing, and it's like pesty. I got this oh, pesty, wow. and it's at home. Like they send you the containers of poison. I don't want to do it to myself. Do your, I'm doing it. Are it's you? cheaper, you know. Oh, I have access to the poison now. You need to put on a mask. No oh, man, that might have helped you avoid this COVID situation. Yeah. I wouldn't. Have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Guys. Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, pesty not a sponsor. But <laughs> so we haven't made a mask reference in a long time. Like, we just triggered like half the listeners. We did. It's like, okay. La, la, la. And the ones who love Johnny Depp are going to be triggered yeah. as well. I'm, I apologize. I don't have all the information. I just believe that, look, when you look at it, it takes two to tango, and it feels like a lot's going on there. And this idea that, like, one is completely innocent and one is completely guilty. Like, you've never been married before then. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know? Like, in my marriage, of course, my wife's always guilty. I was going to say I was always guilty but, uh, in, our, in my marriage. But, uh, yeah. I'm getting ready to lose 10 arguments in a row. <laughs> Just for me saying that, it'll be, yeah. That's okay. That's the punishment. Oh, my goodness. It. But you know what? If you listen to more of the podcast, we can equip you to win more arguments in yes. your future. And uh, how can I, I even how begin? We, how do we do that? Well, we we'll give you more knowledge, Johnny. We're like the Elevate app yeah. of podcasts. We elevate your consciousness. Yeah. Like we're giving you more stuff. Don't you hear when people say, conscious but they mean conscience oh it's a tough one i have a hard time saying it and i am a public speaker supposedly i try not to be irritated by people who like there's a whole personality of person now there's a kind of person who their entire personality is not liking things that other, other people, people like do. yeah and yeah. that's their personality now somebody posted uh, a couple of days ago that uh it was a sitcom i won't say because it'll give away 
because uh, some people watched, listened to the show. But they were like, this sitcom that everybody likes, I've ne- listen, I've never liked it, and you, you're not going to be able to talk me into it. And I was just like, okay, so liking that show is not a replacement for personality. I get that. If you're just a Seinfeld fan and all you do is quote Seinfeld, that's not a, that's not a replacement for personality. Right. And we know that some people, that is their personality. But just hating that show is also not a personality. Right. So just like, what are we doing? Just let people enjoy things. Can we do that? Can we? And I think I'm being a little defensive because maybe that's from, for some people, that's our show. <laughs> they think like they defend, talk about that to people. And they're like, well, I never, I never got into it. And they think that that's like, get, get hey, over yourself. Some people like it. I don't, I don't, I don't think we have a lot of haters really. You know how they vote if they hate, they just don't listen. But we don't want you to be that listener. Your negativity is just making us stronger, you guys. <laughs> no, it's not, guys. You can't bring us down. Your negativity. Don't even try. Is humbling me, and it hurts. <laughs> oh, okay. Please try to be positive, you guys. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. okay. Let people like things. Yeah. Hey, if it, if, it, if it's stupid, the thing like my wife loves reality TV. I don't understand it, but it's it gives her happiness. Yeah. It's a way to unplug from her day. I see. I have a. I have sometimes a line. her day is full of heavy things, and then she goes and plugs in. And she watches these vapid, idiot people, and she goes, oh. and it's refreshing. <laughs> and I don't understand it, but for me to go like, why do you like that? That's so dumb. I can tell you, the, more you, let, the more you talk, though, it sounds like that's kind of what you're saying. Let people enjoy it. <laughs> Look, it's the dumbest thing ever. Like I can't imagine. No, I mean, sometimes I, I, sometimes I get I get drawn into it too. Though oh, I'm dude. like I'm trying to watch as like an offended observer. Yeah, and then I'm like. Well, isn't Richard married to Claire? And, they, and she goes, mm. she knows she's uh, got me. She got you. Not anymore. You yeah. know, they, they broke up Yeah, because of the whatever. You're like, oh no. Well, you got me. I care about Richard and Claire. Yeah. <laughs> and listener, if you care about us, John, I'm trying to land this plane. It's okay, John. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I do want to say something. Yes. We do want to wish everybody when this comes out. Uh, I don't know if it's the observed day, but we want to say happy Juneteenth. That's right. Yeah. I know that's Sunday, technically. but uh, And Father's Day, right? And, and Father's, Father's Day, Day is also Sunday. Happy Father's Day. Happy Juneteenth. And uh, if, if you want to read more history about things like Juneteenth, uh, we just won on our, on our book two awards. We just won silver for just the Nautilus. Just a stack of awards that you're winning. Two. Yeah, the stack is small. But John, uh, the so Nautilus Book Awards won silver in religion western perspective something like that and then i can't remember that it was a long title for the uh, yeah. category and then we won gold we were the winner for international book awards for social change so check out wow. uh not so black and white some of you guys are still reaching out asking i'm, I'm still keeping the book giveaway open and, and all of you who have received a copy man don't forget to go leave that review that honest review uh-huh. on uh amazon and you can still email me at john john driver.com we're going to continue that you know for as long as we can here. That's great. Yeah, it's exciting. So, but hey, happy Juneteenth, man. What an exciting, I love, I'm, I'm using it in my sermon Sunday. It was just such an amazing moment to think. I mean, it, it was, it was January 1st, 1863 mm-hmm. was the Emancipation, Pro, Emancipation Proclamation. Easy for you to say. Yeah. And it was June 19th, 1865 when the slaves in the Confederate state of Texas got the message. Wow. How long they had been free and did not know it because they hadn't heard the message. I mean, dude, that's that'll and no one. It's sad. I mean, yeah. but how excited they were, and so I love that uh, that that's a national holiday now and the celebration we can join in to 
you know, celebrate the ending of something horrible in our country. And uh, so, yeah, it's exciting. You should check out Johnny's socials as well, guys. Uh, you can go to his Linktree, probably is your best spot. Linktree Johnny W. Comedy. Right? Yeah. No, it's just Johnny W. Linktree. Oh, it's just Johnny W. Johnny W. J O N N I E. Yeah. W. All my stuff's linked there. Uh, yeah, continue to do that. It's great. New content coming out uh, every day. I'm, it seems like I've, I've got new stuff dropping all the time. Yeah. My team, John. I it's got a, great, a team now. It's a come whole on, man. It's a crack team wow. working on things. Yeah. It's an A team. Yeah. There's a there's a dude with a mohawk that drives my van. <laughs> now that's pretty cool. Yeah. I enjoy that guy. That's great. He's fun. He pities the fool. Your and Toyota such. van. It's, he does. It's, yeah. it's not a great. It's not a big GMC <laughs> van. It's a little Toyota van. <laughs> not as cool. Well, we're excited about all the content coming out, Johnny. So keep it coming, bro. You got it. And uh, make sure you go follow him on Instagram. It's a, he's a good follow. Lots of good stuff there. Guys, we appreciate all the time you give to us every week. And we'll see you next week on Talk About That. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances. God invites us to cultivate thankful hearts by turning our eyes toward Him in good times and bad. To listen to more Abide Christian Meditations, just go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Abide Christian Meditation. You can also download the Abide app for more biblical meditations at abide.com.